Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis. I'm joined by uh, my good brother, Sean. How you doing, bro? Yeah, the Lou and Sean show back again, bro. That's, that's... <laughs> Always, man. We never, we never miss. Yeah. yeah, no, we haven't done a Lou and Sean show in, in, in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's nothing but positivities to talk about. I'm so... Ga- oh, my Lord. Inter have just scored to make it 3-2. <laughs> that's, that's Barca down, Barca going Europa League. Yeah, basically, yeah, we, it's Barca going in Europa League. Second so season much. in a row. Second season in a row. Yeah, they've just pitch invaded at the new camp. Crazy <laughs> scenes, mate. Crazy, crazy scenes. But yeah, anyway, talking about Arsenal. Listen, just glorious times right now, man. Glorious, glorious times. You know, I came into this fixture. Well, I came into both of these fixtures, the Spurs game and the Liverpool game, and I said I would be over the moon with four points absolutely ecstatic with four points and the fact that we've come out with six points man I'm just on cloud nine right now I was so gutted I couldn't be on the main pod on Sunday because I I really really wanted to just like go crazy you know but alas we, we couldn't make it Uncle Shabs how you doing bro good you know you know you know the vibes you know about it, of course, man. Of course, um, it's wow. not just the Lou and Shell show now. So obviously we've got Shabs in the building, but yeah, lads, listen, let's let's get into it. I know you guys, um, Shabs and Cooch, you did the um, the post match after the game, right? So um, I know I know what your thoughts on the game are, but um, Shell, let me just let me just start with you, man. How 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 good was that victory? Yeah, it was great, great, great to be there, great to win. Um, just you know just a continuation of what we've been seeing this season and and you know for me probably outside of palace are the toughest game we've had this season because this was generally you know two teams who both like to play with a high line um you know so that space in the middle is uber uber condensed so um trying to find space was was hard initially but you know if you can bypass each team's initial press there are opportunities to get in behind and and you know we managed to do it pretty much straight away so um 
No, it was fantastic, man. Fantastic. Um, you know, it wasn't plain sailing throughout the game, but it's not going to be. Liverpool are a top team. So, you know, in that sort of in that sort of instance, you're never going to have all of it. You know, the game will to and fro. Um, in my opinion, they had the better of the first half, even though we went two one up um going into half time. But I thought second half, um, their goal aside, it was literally all us. Um and you know, I, I thought we were just, you know, the tweets Arteta made at halftime. It, it was it was fantastic and it was great to see us, you know, play like that against, you know, against the top side. You know, some, sometimes the criticism gets levelled. Arsenal, you know, we're not we're not doing it enough in big games. And, you know, my my rebuttal to that is, well, you know, you play um, the bottom 10 twice. If you beat them twice, you get 60 points. You know what I mean? So too much of an emphasis, in my opinion, placed on big games. That said, you know, we're trying to change a narrative around the club, around us generally. So, you change the narrative by winning these sorts of games. So it's come off the back of the North London derby and top it up with another win at home um, against, you know, a big six contender. Um, it's forcing people to start having different conversations around Arsenal, which uh, is always nice to see, man. We've been in the doldrums for too long, man. So it's good. Very, very good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely it's so interesting listening to like the the you know the post match reaction. You know, I, I love these games where Arsenal like. You know, we haven't had many of them over the years, but you know those games that are real statement pieces where it makes when 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 the opposition and you know neutrals are really then you know standing up to take note of what's going on. I think I think that's when you know that something is going is going well at Arsenal because you know we don't we don't find credit easy to come by. You know, a lot of people have have looked at us as a joke club for, for for quite a long time now. So to see people like, you know, Rio Ferdinand, Joe Cole, you know, all these sorts of people and they're like, yeah, you know what? I think Arsenal are the real deal. Like maybe they're going a bit too overboard. Some people are maybe going a little bit too overboard about talking about title contenders. I don't think we're title contenders. I think Man City are clearly the best team in the league, right? But Shams, how, how good is it just to, how big a win was this? And, you know, how much of a smack in the face does this say for the for the doubters of uh, this Arsenal team? Kira mute. Oh no, yeah. Yep. I think, yeah, I think my, um, I think I'm getting a bit lagged. But um, I, I I heard your question. I'm, if there's a technical issue, I'm going to sort it out in two seconds. But yeah, man, um, much of what Sean said for me, um, it was a statement win. I think this was a real test for us as a as a as a, as a club. There's much about how we started the season. You know what it's like being an Arsenal fan and being an Arsenal football club as well. You can never satisfy everyone. So we've dealt with everything that's been in front of us and people have been saying that's not good enough. Um, you know, we beat Tottenham in the North London derby and in, in, a, in a convincing manner and people were saying, oh, it's still not good enough. Um, you know, and the, like, you know, trying to find faults or critiques or criticisms of us. This was a big test. It was our biggest test of the season, I think. Um Despite the form that Liverpool are in, there's still a massive football inside. Um, you know, there's still a team with lots that can hurt you. Um, I think we stood up to them. I think we dealt with them very well. I think we um, tactically, Arteta, I think was 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 fantastic. I think he set the team out to play very brave. Um, we took risks, calculated risks. You can see in the way that. Um, 
Ben White, for example, was pressing so aggressively against um, Shimikas. You can see from that very first goal the way we um, set the we really set the pace and set the tone for the game, like, you know, in the opening minute, you know, so we were, we were, we, we were on it. And I think, yeah, man, we answered the test. I'm very happy with the manner of the win. Um, and yeah, man, I just, I, I want to know what they're going to criticise us with next, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, don't worry. They'll, they'll find something. They'll find something, you know, it, it, it always, it, you know, it will be like, well, you know, now the tough test is, is Chelsea coming up, you know, Arsenal have got, you know, X amount of games in this days. The test, the, the tests and the challenges are are all still to come in the public eyes. You know, people are already trying to discredit this Liverpool team, saying, you know, this Liverpool team's not a good one. But, you know, I actually thought Liverpool were really, really good in this game. Really, really good in this game. Did they you? gave us a I, I did. That mm. first half, I thought they were very good. Um I think you know, they... in the second half, I think we, you know we put them to the sword and we showed our qualities. But in the first half, I mean, listen, they they stuck it on us as well, man. I think they had control. Like they, I think the first 12, 15 minutes, I think we were fine. I think mm. from there onwards, they definitely controlled the first half. Um, they absolutely dominated the ball and, 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 and possession. They weren't that threatening to me. I don't think they. I don't think there were any moments in the first half, um, save for their goal, where um, I was worried by anything that they'd done. I don't think that they really caused us any problem. Like I watched the game, and although they had most of the ball, I didn't feel like, oh, this is a difficult period for us or what. I just feel like we sunk in, um, we dug deep, we absorbed it, and um, you know. We hit them. We sucker punched them. Really, um, we got our goal, and I think that's fantastic. And sometimes that's um, that's what you need. That's what's needed. You know, the game doesn't always go the way that you want it to. But I think we capitalised when we could in the first half, and I, I think we were value for the lead at half time, despite the fact that they had the majority of the possession. Really, because I can't really remember them having a lot of chances. I remember um, Ramsdale having to make a save. I think did the ball come off Saliba? I think he made a couple of saves in the first half. Okay, so, so yeah, Ramsdale to me. Yeah, there was the one off of Saliba. There was another shot from uh, a wider area, I think, that Saliba had to make, uh, that Ramsdale had to make. Yeah, it's from Nunes. From that Nunes, was yeah. That, that was it. And then there was Nunes's goal, and then there was Firmino's goal. Cause they but had... alternatively, though, we didn't really have too many chances in the first half either, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Outside Marcelli's goal, what were the other chances we had in the first half? Like big, big chances, you know. Yeah, can't really point to much. Yeah, I, I, like yeah. I said, I, I think the first half was was quite even. I think Liverpool maybe maybe shaded it in terms of like territorial stuff. I, I, I think you're right in terms of like I never felt like truly threatened by Liverpool. Like they were gonna that like they were knocking the door down. Like we were in the second half, kind of thing. I just felt mm. like their performance was good. It was two good teams mm. facing each other. And mm. um, Liverpool had their period in the game where they were quite good. Yeah, they, they, they weren't like, you know, they weren't spectacular or anything and, you know, um, looking really threatening. But I, I thought they, they were good. Like if we're, you know, if um, that's definitely the best team we've played this season. Put it that way. In my opinion, anyway. Like, you know, they're, they're a better side than Spurs. 100%. You know? Um, but yeah, let, let's let's get on to the game itself. Like it, it, it was 
how many times have we gone ahead this season? It's crazy, right? Like, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get the stats up, but you know, we 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 seem to be scoring a lot of goals in the first half, um, and this is probably the earliest goal that we've scored this season. Um, it, although maybe maybe not by much because we have scored quite a few early goals. And but what, do you think it was a a case of us scoring just a little bit too early in this game? Because um, after we scored, you know. We kind of did, you know, let Liverpool win it, it. Like, did we? Did we have that old like, you know, last season we had this issue of scoring and we'd let teams back in it by, you know, taking that foot off the off the gas. Do you think there was a bit of that in the first half, or do you think Liverpool just really, you know, they just came into the game with their own quality? I I, I think it, you know it, it can be a mix of both. Um, we've been very fast starters this season, so we've gotten ahead loads of times, probably within the first thirty minutes. Um, but the reality is Liverpool are always going to have their periods. You know, it's very rare, especially in the Premier League, that you dominate for, you know, a full 90 minutes. Te- teams will ebb and flow, especially in big games. Um, and obviously, I'll take what you guys were saying about, you know, Liverpool didn't have crazy, crazy shots. But I think, you know, territory, they dom- they dominated for probably from minute 15 onwards to, to minute 45. And even though they didn't create a lot, it's, it's stressful, you know, when you have to yeah. defend territory. Yeah. For prolonged periods and, and and they saw that in the second half as well when we had them penned back um you know i remember Xhaka just banging in cross after cross after cross after cross in the second half and they were cl- struggling to clear their lines and that's what eventually led to the penalty but um no i think it's a combination of the fact that they had you know whatever it looks like they had four forwards on the pitch do you know what i mean so what that tends to happen then is that obviously they only went with the two so you're thinking right we should be able to outnumber that two in midfield and and, and you know but um they were gambling um with the guy so high up and and you know we probably retreated a bit because you know n- normally teams don't stick four forwards up against us do you know what i mean so you know whereas jacquard is nominally part of the front row of the five in in the line of attack um probably maybe subconsciously dropped off you know next to party um so that essentially just gave you know tiago and henderson a bit more time on the ball um and and because of that, we, we struggled to get out a bit more. We just, you know, we lost a bit of our connectivity in that first half as well, because normally there should be, um, you know, that passing map for party to go either way to Xhaka or to Erdegaard. But I thought Xhaka was was very, very deep in that first half as well. Um, and, and it was, you know, that's why, you know, I think some people were talking about it. Is it maybe a different tactic? I don't think Arteta is trying to change anything tactically this season. He wants to be aggressive. He wants to push high. He wants to, and so probably maybe a case of nerves, maybe a case of, mentality we haven't beaten Liverpool in ages so I don't know if it's just any one thing so probably a combination of different factors that contributed to um to it panning out like it was um so which was probably a, a big touch for us that we got that goal just before half time anyway because Liverpool probably you know were in the ascendancy at that time so we've got the second goal just before half time not the stuff and then obviously Arteta's probably you know giving them the, the tips if you you know you hear all the post-match interviews they're talking about you know Arteta just changing a few tweaks and telling them to you know compress the space be be more aggressive um and take risks as, as Shab said in the second half um and you know we were we were a lot more compact um between the lines we were overwhelming them in midfield I think you know party stepped on onto them a bit more Jacquard you know didn't drop as deep you know there's there's a um what's noticeable there's this run that Xhaka makes every time it's like an underlapping run so it creates so much space for Martinelli either to either to cut inside and then that's how we kept finding different angles for Xhaka just to fizz I can't I can't remember what whatever minute it was we we had that penalty in there was a good like 
five ten minutes before that yeah. where we were just constantly just knocking 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 on the door mm-hmm. and it was always down that inside left channel um so yeah i think you know yeah, Jacko was involved in absolutely everything yeah yeah um, that, that that period before the penalty it was it yeah. was relentless J- just um just going to just going back to the first goal though i just had a look at the stats we no team has scored more goals in the opening half an hour than us we scored nine goals in the opening 30 minutes this season you know that's yeah it's pretty remarkable when you consider you know we've only we scored what how many goals have we scored this season um 20 so yeah you're talking about i think it's a little bit more than 20 isn't it uh let me get the stats up here uh, we have scored come on 23 goals so yeah you're talking about you know just under half of the goals have been scored in the opening half an hour you know um and you know obviously the, i would say probably practically all of them are are openers as well uh, i mean um i think uh, just checking here you know we've We've taken the we've we've scored first uh, <clears throat> on seven occasions this season. You know, seven out of nine games we've scored first. You know, which is you know, I think that's probably the highest in the league as well. Maybe maybe only Man City have done it more. Yeah, Man City have done it eight times. We've done it seven times. So yeah, man, it just goes to show that I think we're we're a very good team where we can get the first goal. Um, in this game, I think it was a bit different because, you know, as we did see Liverpool come into the game a little bit more. But, um, Shabs, just, just going back to that first goal, um, it was just a, a quality piece of play, man. Like, the, the execution from Erdogan. Often we give Erdogan some criticism about his final ball. You know, sometimes it's not as on the money as we'd like it to be. He does lots of great other playmaking things. But sometimes that little through ball you know, um, doesn't always come off. And I think it was a really smart decision to go like the in, like in in between the centre-backs rather than... Because a lot of players would have just played it out. Around, yeah. Yeah, yeah or around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought it was such a smart pass. And you yeah. basically gave Martinelli an open goal to, to score in, right? And it, yeah, yeah. it was just great, brilliant execution. Yeah, I think... Uh, uh, the. the one criticism about Erdegaard is just um, how much he does. Well, there are a few criticisms about Erdegaard, but I suppose our debate of recent has been how much he he does do when he gets into the final third because he does a, he, he does a lot of important things for us. I don't want to overlook or, di- or dismiss that. He does a lot of important facilitation for us. Um, he helps us in terms of getting the ball to the final third. For me, sometimes it has been about just how much output or how effective he is. I know his game is not, um, you know, based on being that final uh, third passer. Ali's game's about different things and creativity in different ways. But still, um, you know, we need these things from Erdegaard. And, and, and it's not far-fetched. We've seen him do these things. You know, we've seen him thread these balls. We've seen him pick these passes. So... Um, for me, I was happy for him. I was happy that he got an assist. I think it was a fantastic um, pass, as you said. And yeah, I think what it is there is that that's about um, just both his technical ability and his operational speed coming to life, really. I think he sees that really quickly in terms of the gap and the run. Um, Martinelli's on the same uh, wavelength as him. 
Granit Xhaka, as Sean said, Granit Xhaka is also making that kind of underlapping run. Xhaka and Martinelli almost kind of run into each other's pathways. They're both kind of moving into that space, which was really interesting um, for me there. And I think, yeah, it was fantastic. And I think even, even, even before that, if you kind of go back a bit further, which there isn't a lot to go back because the match is practically starting. Um, for me, it was high pressure and aggression from you know, um, from Erdegaard, from Jesus and whatnot, which forced it back to Alisson. Alisson has to kind of then go long because there's just no options. Um, ben White gets really aggressive. Saliba, you know, nearly kind of loses out on possession, but then kind of wins it in the second chance, gets a second opportunity. By that time, um, you know, Ben White's up the pitch. Shimikas is kind of in a bit of no man's land. The ball comes into um, Saka. And again, Saka might take that on as well. You can see, like, you know, Liverpool are trying to transition now. Their central midfielders are running back. Shaka's kind of got them, Saka, sorry, has kind of got them at his mercy. But he opens his body up, he opens his foot up and he plays a a, a nice square pass inside, actually, to Odegaard. Didn't actually look like it it would make it, um, but it did. And then Odegaard just executes, gets his head up, moves it and executes really quickly. And I think that's a fantastic start to the game. I was very happy Delighted that it was Martinelli as well. Um, very difficult to argue with a start like that at home. And yeah, I think um, another thing about the goal at home, Emirates is really, you know, the the, the crowd of the Emirates is, is 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 proven to be that 12th man as well um, in pivotal moments. And I think giving the crowd such a boost so early on in the game as well is, is, is only going to be a good thing. And I think probably contributed to... Um, unsettling Liverpool very early on in the game. So, yeah, man, like that, it was excellent for that first goal. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, after the goal, obviously, we, we've just spoken a little bit about, you know, Liverpool coming back into the game. And, you know, um, I, me personally, when they did get the goal, it wasn't a surprise to me. I don't I don't think it was like a sucker punch or anything like that that Liverpool scored. I think, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here to say that, you know, the goal was coming, but I think they were having moments and um, when did they score? About half an hour in, right? Yeah. It's got, they, they were having the majority of the game at that point and, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about the goal because Gabriel's come under a lot of criticism for the 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 goal. I don't want to make it into a scapegoating thing about G- Gabriel, um, but he has made quite a few errors this season, and we've had conversations on this pod, you know, about are we a little bit worried about Gabriel? I my personal opinion was yeah, yeah, I am a little bit worried about Gabriel because these mistakes do tend are like continuing to happen. Some people were like they're not worried at all. Um, I don't remember you guys' stance on this topic but um do you want to quickly brief on what your stance is regarding Gabriel and you know are these mistakes you know we've had two in two weeks now we had the penalty against Spurs which is a bit of a bozo moment and this one was a smaller error like in terms of like what's still left to be done um it's a smaller error but it's still an error that leads to a goal right he should probably do better with that ball um, so, Sean, yeah, let, let, talk to me about Gabriel. What's your stance and um, has it changed? Gabriel's my guy, but boy, you know, sometimes it's 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 a bit it's a bit peak, it's a bit techie. Um, you know, whenever I think of him, I just think about what um, AirPod Albert said in the documentary. You know, when he was saying Gabriel, 
when your first touch is good, the rest of the stuff just flows. But, you know, sometimes Gabriel, in my opinion, can be a bit technically inconsistent. And I think also at times, like, he can sometimes get obsessed with playing the man rather than just playing. The, he loves to get into wars and stuff, but that just allows him to, you know, sometimes get turned or lose it. He's, he's a very, you know, and I think this is obviously a South American thing. He's a very emotional player. Like, the way he plays the game is very emotional and, Sometimes you just need a bit of a cool headlight. And you see it when he's next to Saliba, just how, how cool Saliba is in comparison to him. But it's a yin and yang thing, man. I do I do like like a bit of a a bit of a rough, more rugged centre back, you know. Um and, and I do think him and Saliba complement each other, even though obviously, you know, I, I just think there there are there are things that, you know, aerially Gabriel is very, very strong, um, loves his jewels. Loves to go into tackles. Obviously, he's probably not as good as maybe intercepting or, you know, um, dropping off or, you know, reading the players as, as, as a Saliba. So, but overall, I think they're okay. You know, sometimes you've got to remember that Gabriel himself is still only 24. Um, you know, these guys are still learning, still still taking on new things. And and probably if I'm trying, if I'm being nice to him, one thing I think he does do when he does make a mistake, he does seem to recover well. Mm. Like, you know, he always like, he'll make the mistake and then he'll do another good thing. Like, you know, like generally impact the game higher up. Like His head never up. seems to fully yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he never loses, loses his head. So, um, so I think for me, it's a case of I'm not ready to, to turn on that yet. But it's, it's something I'm watching and, and I'm not ignorant to the fact that, you know, he's made errors. And also people shouldn't see it as a case of he's being scapegoated. He's not being scapegoated. He's made errors, you know, so he's being criticised for those errors he's made. That that doesn't mean people want to sell him or people don't like him. But at the same time, you have to be critical. You have to be objective because none of the other defenders are making these errors. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, so yeah, so we have to talk about it. So, yeah, just um, I think he's doing all right, but there's, there's definitely room for improvement. He just needs to... Relax a bit more, man. Chill, chill out. Shabs, what uh, side of the camp are you in? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to come down too hard on him. I, it, it was a bad mistake. Um, it's been a suite of bad mistakes in recent games for him. Um, last season, those mistakes would have cost us. They would have cost us points. They would have cost us games. Um, this season. He's making mistakes, and because of how effective we are in terms of creating, scoring, having chances, the football seems to be a lot more sustainable now. His mistakes are proving to not be as costly. Um, the, their goal, that first goal, was against the run of play. Both of Liverpool's goals actually were against the run of play. Um, you know, you can look at him for both goals. I think some of it is harsh. He, he. Um, it's a long ball that comes over the top from Trent. You know, um, that's not Trent. That's not a Trent special. That's not a Trent guided pass. It's a. It was, long, a, it was a just. A, it was. A, he miskicked it. It's a hoof. Yeah, it a hoof. and Nunes yeah. is actually offside, but, but and Nunes is standing in an offside position. Yeah, it don't help Gabriel at all. Gabriel's yeah. running back um, in a vertical line. You know, if I, if, I, if 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 I'm being real, he's running back in a vertical line and trying to judge where the ball's going to come over his head. Now. He gets his feet wrong. And this is where the technical inconsistency um, that Sean spoke about comes in. Because, you know, on another five, six, maybe even seven occasions, you know, um, you know, he doesn't do anything different, but his touch is better or he's, you know, he doesn't he doesn't kind of miskick it or miscontrol it there in that for, way. For me, Shabs, I think he should just bang it. 
I think he should just hoof it. I yeah, just it, whack it out for a throw in or something. I think at that moment, it, and it is proper bozo moment. He's then thinking, oh, this guy's offside. Might not be given. He's, he, you know, he's on me. I'm running back with it. I think he's thinking a hundred things in his head as well. Mm. Um, and then I think what happens? He makes an initial mistake, and then he's not. He he then makes a, a subsequent mistake because he's aware he's made a mistake. So. Like, he doesn't have that composure to be like, I've taken a bad touch, we're under the cosh, but I'm just going to recover my position. I'm still going to trap my man. And in making the subsequent mistake, I think what he does, um, he then takes his eye off Nunes, is in two minds. Because what happens, his touch sends Saliba. So Saliba almost thinks like, yeah, all right, he's going to get it. He doesn't get it. And Saliba has to go mm. and close down Diaz. Um, Gabriel then... It's his responsibility to match Nunez's run, yeah, and prevent the ball from coming in. If the ball does come across, he has to position himself to stop that ball getting to Nunez. If that ball yeah. goes past him... He, hes- he hesitates a bit, doesn't and he? He hesitates. Mm. And that's what it is for me. I- I'm like, he-, he he made that initial mistake, fair enough, but there's still football after that mistake. And there's enough in it. I think he's got enough physically that he can recover in that situation. And that's where I'm more critical it's not about the bad touch. That can happen. Should have hoofed it. That can happen. It's that he didn't recover to prevent the goal, which I think was still a preventable goal. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 kind of what it is. But this is a young footballer. It's a young centre-back. You know, he... Um, I, I don't necessarily think as well that by what's on the market right now, you can go out and necessarily find someone who is of his level for a kind of in, inexpensive or a reasonable fee. So I think there's that as well that you have to think about. I think if there's a, if, if these bozo moments continue, then maybe it's, you know, broader conversations that we need to start having. But I think, you know, they're few and far between. And like you've already touched on, his mentality for me is fantastic because yeah, he makes these mistakes. He doesn't allow his head to drop and that doesn't affect his performance for the rest of the game. And I think he was crucial. I was saying in the group chat, he was crucial for our second goal, for Saka's goal, because um, he makes that run straight through the middle. And I think it's just the fact that he's occupying that space. He makes that vertical run, um, keeps them busy. Trent goes AWOL. Don't know what the hell Trent was doing. I know we're not on it yet. But then Gab also makes the dummy. And I think he was a fantastic decoy. And I think in the absence of that run from him, I don't think we score that goal. Mm. Um he could have, I guess he could have easily just scored himself, right? <laughs> I think he could have scored himself, but yeah. I think that was in very intentional. And it I, was, and that's it was. What made me say he's made this run. Remember, we're on the edge of our box. He's mm. made this run, the length of the pitch, and he's dummied it. And it, that it goal is perfect for me. That goal yeah. is absolutely perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after obviously Liverpool equalised, it was a nice little finish from Nunes. To be fair, but um, mm. after after Liverpool uh, equalised, we had a bit of a rocky five minutes. I think you know where we were struggling to keep hold of the ball. I think Thiago was really getting the better of you know our midfield. Thiago was popping it around, and you know Liverpool started to have their their moment of bossing the game. And you know it was about 15 minutes to go to half time at that point when Liverpool had scored maybe a bit less, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. But one thing I think Arsenal have done extremely well this season, right? Is scoring goals in moments where 
they're just game-changing moments, right? Things maybe won't not go in exactly for you or, you know, something out of nothing kind of thing. And, we, and we've managed to do that. And this was one of those occasions where we weren't really in the game when um, we got our second. But a bit of, you know, individual quality, you know, has... has um, has put the game back in our ascendancy when I personally don't think we deserve to go into halftime with, with the lead. But for once, how many times can we say we don't deserve to, you know, go into a, a halftime winning a game and we, or, or even, even not deserving to win a game. And, and we actually are, you know, there's not many games that you can point to where that actually happens. So for, I, I think that's a sign of a good team that even though we weren't, at our best in the first half, we still managed to get that second goal to, um, you know, to 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 take the lead. And um, what what was the second goal again? I'm trying to remember what it was. Was that the one where Marcel? That was the dummy, right? Yeah, yeah it was the dummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the dummy, right? Marcel yeah, and, I, and and Trent to the shops. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant piece of skill from Marcel. Man, he's just he's on a different level at the moment. You know. Yeah. To, two big, big moments in this game. And, you know, he capitalised on them both. Trent, I heard he's broke his ankle. I think Marcelli broke his ankle as well, didn't he? Marcelli, Trent won't want to see Marcelli again in a, in a hurry. Um, but yeah, I mean, Marcelli at the moment is a productivity machine. He's so dangerous. And that, that cutback to come back inside, you know, and a lot of players would have just shot there, you know? Like that's... It's not a it's not a situation actually when you look at the the thing it's not a situation where you're automatically thinking oh we're gonna score here Marcelli makes it into that situation where he's literally put it on a plate for Saka to score in and um yeah I, like I said in the in the you know ju- just a second ago it's so good that we're able to you know have these moments in games where we just score you know we we need a goal and we just score we haven't been able to do that too many times over the last you know, five or six years. And um, we've got so much quality in the final third now that anything is possible. You could be second best in a game, but you're still in the game because you've got top, top quality all over the pitch. And um, yeah, Sean, just to, to walk me through that. Walk me through that second goal and your, your, and your, your thoughts about around it. Yeah, um, it, it's interesting because I... You know, Liverpool were on top at that moment. It was what? There were five minutes of added time at the end of the half. I didn't really know why they needed to push so many people forward. Because even where they decided to take the free kick from, it wasn't where they could score from. Like you'd still need like yeah. a to win like the second ball to flick it on or um and so it yeah, it just kind of played into our hands. And I it was interesting because I said to someone who was sitting next to me in the ground, I was like, Have you noticed that we just left Martinelli and Saka? So, you know, I don't know if, if that's a tactic now we're, we're trying to do, you know, to become, you know, more, more try and be more efficient in transition as well. Um, and, and obviously it, it's it's kudos to the front three as a whole because you don't know where the threat's coming from. Um, all three are dynamic in transition and carry the ball and, and run up the pitch. So hopefully if we play more teams who are, you know, committed to, to attacking us, you know, you might see goals like that. So, you know, it was the same sort of goal that, you know, like a United would score against yeah. us, you know. So um, it's nice to be able to to, to replicate it um, for ourselves. So, yeah, I think um, 
<laughs> and you know, yeah, we were talking about it at the time that you know we need half time, we need half time, we need half time. I mean, we still need half time, but this was great. This was an added bonus on on top of needing half time. So no, um, it was yeah, it was a nice buffer. Like you said, we've had quite a few moments this season where we scored at important moments, important times, or even when we've conceded, we've responded well. Was where well. I remember um, the Villa home game. You know, a few weeks back where we were one nil up and Villa and we had missed so so many chances that game. Villa had done nothing, scored from a random corner, and you're like thinking, Oh my god, are we gonna throw away points here? But literally instantaneously we respond, we go down the other end and score. Um so there just seems to be a bit more, you know, resilience about the club. Um, you know, we don't let setbacks affect us. Um like we maybe had done previously so we're just showing new strings to our bow man and obviously i don't want to get carried away as it's only nine games in but yeah hopefully we can hopefully we can keep this up yeah just just the four goals and two assists for marcelli so far in the league this season i mean he's he's well on his way to maybe even you know what 20 20 goals and assists all um, in the premier league you think he can get 20 goals or 20 goals all comps in the Prem. No, no, not 20 goals. No, 20, 20, 20 goals, goals assists. and assists. It's a 10 10. Yeah, yeah, he should, he should, he should definitely do it. He should, he should do a 10 10. He's even. got, he's got six already in nine games. Yeah, so. yeah and both, both him and Saka need to be hitting 20 goals, assists, all comps, in my opinion. Saka's, you know, Saka started the season quiet, but he's on three goals, four assists already. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're both in line to, so, you know, I put it in the group chat the other day how much of a varied threat actually we've already had. You know, Jacquard, two goals and three assists already this season, Erdogan, three goals and an assist. So, we've got a very varied threat this season, very dynamic. And, you know, we've retained, you know, the same threat we spoke about from being a big threat from set pieces last season yeah. as well. So, Nicolas Jova is really earning his bread there um, because, you know, we're a big side defensively. Um, and you know now we're transitioning as well. So, yeah, big props, man, from from all angles. So hopefully we can keep it up. Yeah, for real. Obviously, half time comes, and you know you, you mentioned about some tactical adjustments for the for the second half. I, I'm I'm still, yeah, I'm still not, you know, absolutely certain about what happened in that second half. But it just it did just seem like Partey was able to step his game up a level. And really, just take the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think anything really changed. Like you know, when we're talking about tactically, like the shape didn't change. You know, he didn't. Mm. I think he was just telling them to be a bit more aggressive. Mm. Just generally, that that was to me the overarching message. Um, because, like I said, we weren't seeing Jacquard doing many of those over underlapping runs in the first half. Um, so we pushed right, right onto them, and, and we trust. You know. Tomiyasu was padlocking Salah. Ben White had the better of Diaz over the other side as well. So, he, you know, he got his injury and Firmino came on. Um, so, you know, it's a very risky strategy what we're doing, especially as Liverpool left four attackers up. So it was almost like a 4v4, but we were trusting our defenders to win jewels. It's what happens when you have, you know, quick athletic defenders as well. So, you know, um, so we allowed, we, we, we then focused more of the onus on, you know, the midfield taking control, pushing them up, um, you know, party started to step onto Thiago. Thiago didn't have, you know, that opportunity to turn. Jacques was very aggressive up high, went past Henderson. So, yeah, I just think it was, you know, play higher again, um, mm. you know. And, and I think mentally, we haven't beaten Liverpool. When was the last time we had beaten Liverpool before that in the league? It'd been time, oh, right? Yeah, yeah COVID. Was, 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 okay, so COVID. When was the last time we had beaten them? With, 
when was the last time you had beaten them with fans? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. It's been years, isn't it? So probably slight mental hurt. I don't like but I don't like that because I've, I think it dismisses it. You see, like, all right, the fact... Is it an important point? But yeah. you see, like, right, when was the last time... No, 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 no. But, but also, but also... No, I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, Shabs, but if you remember that COVID year when we beat them, they battered us, bro. We literally yeah, just yeah. won the game. We, we, we beat them back. in... Oh, the COVID year was 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah COVID year. Yeah. And we, we, we had beaten them in the, in the League Cup on pens, the Community yeah. Shield on pens. But I'm talking about, you know... Games we actually proper deserve. Yeah. Like when I watched this this game, there was yeah, no denying no that team. Arsenal yeah. deserved to win. The, the last game. time we beat them prior to that was in 2015, where we beat them four one. Seven years ago. That is seven yeah. That years was ago. the game where, if you guys remember, we went three 0 up in like yeah, the first half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alexis Sanchez and. Ozil yeah. doing the madness. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was quite a long time ago. That, so this is only our second win over Liverpool at home. No, I think it's only our second win over Liverpool. Ooh, yeah, Klopp might not have even been there, depending on which part of 2015 it was. Right. Yeah, that, yeah I think that, I think that, that wasn't right. that. Yeah, that wasn't a Klopp team we beat. That was yeah, Brendan yeah. Rodgers still. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that just goes to show how yeah, yeah. how long ago it was. Yeah, you know. Um, they were liverpool had like fucking joe allen in midfield <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i but i i agree i agree with the border points as well and um that that sean made i i don't think i don't think there was much difference tactically um i just think it was application um and yeah it was that confidence i think there was confidence inspired in the team and i think the confidence boost was the goal that we got as well because I think you've got it's different now. Rather than go in deflated and say they've got a goal and they've put us under pressure for the majority of the half, it's that actually we started well, they've put us under pressure, but we come into this, um, you know, the first half with the lead. And I think the tone for the team talk is different because then you can frame it positively and say we're doing a lot of things here. We just need to trust in ourselves a bit more. We're better than them. You know what I mean? We've got this. We can show that we're better than them. We can do it. Um, Arte balled out in that second half, definitely. Shaka, his runs, his energy, you know, the, him, Martinelli, and Tommy Asu, who we haven't really spoken about yet, were formidable for me down that left hand side. I think Tommy Asu was a, an, an unsung hero in the same way that Ben White's been an unsung hero from right back for most of this season. I think Tommy Asu um, against Liverpool was immense. I think he was just very, very assured defensively but what happened in the second half as well especially when Klopp tried to change things was that um they um they just pressed so they they Tomiyasu Shaka and Martinelli didn't allow anyone to come down the side and didn't allow anyone to come through the middle and they worked as a trio and were very 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 assured at doing that so um there was no joy down that right hand side at all and Salah got padlocked he got absolutely padlocked. Um, Liverpool chasing the goal, and the mighty Mo Salah, you know, they right take after not, sixty-five minutes. After sixty-five minutes, you know, there's a good thirty-five, and we played like to what 96, 97 minutes. Yeah. On, on set. So yeah, on, the last um, half an hour, they. they well, I, I, yeah. I think. I think at, at that point, when that happened, when he took off Salah, I think it was more yeah, of a. He was just sort of like, well, we're happy with. It was two-two at that point, right? When he took off Salah. 
Uh, yeah, was it? I can't yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was two yeah, two. It was, still two, two it was just yeah. after. Yeah, it was. It was. Cool. Yeah, it was just before we scored. I think he took off Salah. Cool. Um, I think, think at that point, wind down the game. Yeah, I think. I think he was. Just, I think Klopp was just like, look, he's not having any joy. I don't think he probably at, at that point they were getting pammed at that point as well. They were getting pammed, and, and I think and also, uh, you know, just sorry, sorry to cut you there, and just to tie in, you know, with what we did well second half again. If you remember, in most of Liverpool's games this season, they've been outrun, which obviously indicates that you know a lack of intense, probably you know, mental, physical fatigue as as much as anything. Because you got to look at it from this point, like Liverpool have achieved seasons where they've had ninety two points, ninety seven points, and still. 99 and still not won the league like that must be insane you know it takes mm. the toll like they played every single game of every single competition last season didn't win the prem didn't win the champions league um obviously picked up the domestic cups but they've been going at full pelt for like the last five six years and i think eventually it's just taken its toll whereas you know a lot of the good things they used to do arsenal are now doing and arsenal have the young arsenal have bare energy you know essentially so i think arteta probably the main thing he was like run your legs off these guys. They're going to tire. You know, they want to slow the game down. They had 30, what, one, two-year-old Tiago. How old is Henderson? He's in his 30s, you know. Eventually, that, yeah, Matip, Van Dijk is 30 as well now, no? So these things are starting to show on these guys, isn't it? Whereas, obviously, our own... Salah's 30. Salah's 30 as well, right? So you've got Xhaka, who's 30, Partey's 29. That's it. Everybody else, every, everybody else in that team is 25 or under. And it and it shows yeah. essentially. It really, really shows. And and yeah. it and it and it's shown this whole season. If I'm to be totally honest, we've yeah. we pretty much run the legs off anyone we've played this season as well. Yeah. In addition to the quality, the intensity from Arsenal has been mad this season. Yeah. So yeah. they couldn't they couldn't match us. You know they could they could they couldn't match us as well. In in addition to the other things um, that we've done really well. But yeah, you know, I was just really 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 bigging up. Um, Tommy Asu and singing his praises as well because I think he's, he's not started he's a league game this season. Um, you know, he 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 came in, was asked to play left back, which we know he can play. We you know he's he's you know he's ambipedal. He can play off of both feet. He's good defensively. He's good in his one v one duels. He's very comfortable stepping into midfield as well. He can play on the outside. He can play on the inside. I think he just was very very very. Um, assured in his in his performance and for me I think he um quietly but confidently had quite an immense game for 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 us so I just want to um take take a minute to big him up as well because I yeah I think he's, he's quality good. man honestly he's yeah. he's so good and I think we're at the point now where you know we we've we've really liked what Zinchenko has bought at left back mm. I think mm. Tierney's played really well the last few games that he's yeah. he's played and then it's like Tommy Asu's what, like may, maybe our third choice left back, and he's just come in and padlocked the Premier League's best forward. Maybe, forward, you know? absolutely. Um, that just goes to show the flexibility that we have and the squad that we're building. Yeah, is Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu's a starter, really and truly. He is a starter. He for me, he's a he's a great centre back. He's a great right back. And potentially he's a great left back as well. He yeah. he should be he he could start for you know probably every single team in the top six outside Man City maybe. Yeah, you know? I, I, I think you've got to give Arteta big big credit for that. You know, um, we know obviously how good Zinchenko is from a build up perspective, but also he's not he's not a great defender. We've also seen Salah 
you know, Pam um, Tierney before as well. Hey, so, when? You know, no, no, no. Tierney, he's he's Tierney's nah, had good games against Salah. He's had good games, but he's also had games where where Salah's done him as well. But, really? but yeah, 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 yeah. If if you you go through the archives, you'll see. I don't want to bring it up in case the ops are listening. So, um, but but what but what I thought was good was that obviously we know that Salah doesn't really want to hug the touchline. He always wants to come inside. So obviously, naturally having a right footer, even though Tommy's comfortable comfy off both feet. To, to narrow the angle because Salah's not going to go down the outside. So I thought that was great. So probably what he did, we sacrificed um, a bit of, you know, uh, build up, but just to have someone who was, who was easily ready to lock him off. And also if you, if you watch Liverpool regularly, Van Dijk always hits that raking ball. Mm. You know that that massive diag. You can't do behind. that against Tommy. Asu. You can't do that to Tom. Tommy Asu six he's foot like two. Six you know? foot two. So, so he he's runs gonna, he's like he's fucking. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I, I thought generally, you know, because 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 well. yeah. if you want to look, if you didn't support Arsenal when you looked at, it, you'd be like, Arsenal playing four centre backs at the yeah. back essentially, which which is what we did. But mm. we've got centre backs. We've got defenders who are very comfortable in wide areas as yeah. well, yeah. and they have that athleticism to cover. To, to run in behind, to track, to win in the air. So I really like it, man. I really, I, I really like it. I think I think you've got four centre backs there. Now I'm not advocating we ever play Gabriel left back, but, but I think what we've got is four centre backs that I feel like could be competent in every single position across that back four. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. if if you put Saliba at right back, I don't think, I don't think Saliba struggles. We we know Ben White yeah. is a great centre back. We know yeah. Tomiyasu is great everywhere. If Gabriel had to play left-back, I'm sure he could do a job. You know, we've got players, like you said, who are confident in, in wide areas. They're confident on the ball. They're confident going up against pace. They're, going, they're confident going up against strength. They're confident going up against skillful players. You know, these, these, these defenders are the real deal, man. They really are. And um, I know we've, we've, we've just, you know, gone in on Gabriel and stuff. But I think I thought, I thought Ben White, another one, quietly a great game. You know, I didn't really think I didn't. Game. I didn't even think it was quiet, bro. I thought he was great, especially in that yeah. second half on on the overlap. He's overlapping a, a lot regularly as well. And mm. what I like about that is that it pushes Saka inwards a bit more. And um, I, I think I think for me, one of one of the points someone made was talking about how you know Arsenal was susceptible to the ball in behind. Well, no shit. Like we're defending with a high line. High line. That, that, yeah. That's that's the it's gonna happen, where, guys. It's, it's gonna happen, but also. That's why we have athletic defenders at yeah. the back that, you know, hopefully they don't do it and hopefully our press suffocates them. But in case they bypass the press and in case that ball goes over the top, you've got defenders who are comfy in those situations, you know. Before, remember when we it was only cause that we used to have in that situation, yeah. I could deal with that. But I'd be confident in any of those defenders now dealing with those situations when they're in 1v1 situations, they're defending big, massive areas of grass. Like I think sometimes people get confused like with the point of a high line and, and, and why why it's important, you know, when you're playing a certain way and a, you have a certain strategy. But I think it's great, man. And I don't want Arteta to deviate from this at all. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, think, yeah. And I think that's what it gives you as well. Because like, like we've all said about um, being positive and being a bit more front-footed, especially in the second half and being really aggressive, um, when you have better quality players all around. When you have better quality um, centre-backs, when you have more athletic centre-backs, you can. If if for any reason you lose out on the ball and you're transitioned on, you've got players who are capable and confident, you're confident in, of them being able to win their 1v1 duels, their 1v1 battles as well. So, you know, um, Saliba, definitely, 
we've we've seen this. People are you know trying to start up some nasty agenda about him not being able to defend in be in behind. I love that. I love the. It's the it's 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 very that's just silly though, like, like because. Every, every, every defender will lose that eventually. You're not going to win every race, every duel. I wouldn't pay him too much attention to it. No, no, but and we can't. Tonight. And we can't. And I'm, all, and, and I'm only bringing it up to highlight how stupid it, it, it actually is. Yeah, there's but, a lot of stupid people out there, man. There's a lot yeah. of stupid people. However, I do want to talk about the second goal, right? Because mm. a few people have said to me, and I, I haven't really noticed it in my watching back of the goals, but... Some people have said that Saliba is maybe culpable for the second goal. You know, um, it's, it's, it's similar to like the Man United game. People are saying that potentially, you know, he's he's changing direction. He's going the wrong way and then having to change uh, direction. He's letting people run off the back of him. I, f- I personally think it's a bit harsh. I, f- I think... Um, mm-hmm. Who is it that's played the ball into Firmino? Is it uh, Jota? Jota. Jota. It's, it's, I think Jota picks up a really tricky position, and Firmino has run off the back of sleep. But Jota's found himself in that area between midfield and defence, where I mean, you're you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, really, as a centre back. Um, well, I I thought it was really harsh. I I thought Liverpool works that goal really well, albeit against a run of play. I don't think Liverpool really offered much in, well, in the second half outside that. I'm not I'm not I'm not having it on Saliba at all. Um for me, Jota and Firmino both, if if you look at them, because Henderson actually has the ball, yeah. If you look at Jota and Firmino both, they both come and stand in these withdrawn positions. So you've got two tens. And we actually have a box. We actually have like a, a, a box of players. I think there's Partey, um, there's uh, Shaka on the other side, who's actually closest to Firmino. And then we've got Saliba, who's kind of uh, parallel to um, Partey. And then you've got Saka, who's actually coming and trying to, almost like trying to defend the, 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 the weak side, the blind side. The ball goes into Jota. Now, both Jota and Firmino, at, sorry, at the point where Henderson has the ball and he plays the pass into Jota, they're both in front of our two central midfielders. Yeah, Jota and Firmino. They're in front of Partey. They're in front of um, Shaka. Firmino makes the run off Shaka. Me, personally, I think Shaka has to track that run and follow that run. I just believe, yeah, that the, the, the coaching and the instruction is that if he if a man runs off you in that fashion, you hand it over, you designate it, you know, and I think Shaka should be, this is what I think should be happening, I think Shaka should be saying or communicating in that moment to Saliba, um, he's oncoming, you need to pick up the ball. Jota plays a disguised pass, so it actually looks like Jota's going to play it, and he actually does this very subtle shift, yeah, where he looks like he's going to play it, um, to Saliba's left. To Saliba's left, yeah. Nunes is on the other side, standing with Gabriel. So Gabriel's got him. So he's a threat in behind as well. So I think the play is read as oh, this is the pass he's going to make. Firmino's actually just ghosting through. And at the moment, I think he realises Saliba and he tries to shift his body back to the right, but it's too late. The ball's now been slipped past his right foot, it's out of reach mm. for him. And then after that, you're dead. 
You know, the ball's yeah. been played. He killed us. Gabriel makes his run to try and get across. He gets there, but he can't get his slide in, you know. And I think that's decent cover play from Gabriel as well. But I think that's it. And also, I think Firmino takes it quite soon and off of his left foot, which is not a usual take. Great finish. It's a great finish. Yeah. So, for me, I think he hits it in a way because also there's questions about Ramsdale. Well, then should Ramsdale get it and blah, 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 blah. I just think Firmino takes it really ghosts through, which is what he's renowned at. He's an expert at ghosting through into these zones. I think the positioning of Jota and Firmino as well makes it difficult for us to pick up because it's that whole false nine standing off of a man or what I think our, our central midfielders actually could do something about it. Um and I think yeah there is a bit that Saliba does that makes him look suspect but I can't we can't put that on him at all. There's a catalogue of events that happens that could have been prevented. I think look just looking back here I think Saka will probably be the someone that they have a word with because I think Saka's cheated a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's cheated. Where he's supposed to... If you look at what Marcinelli is doing on the opposite side, right? Yeah. Marcinelli is cutting off the passing option to Salah. Um, sort of. Before the before it goes out to uh, Jota, um, when Henderson's on the ball, before he passes it, Marcelli's covering that Salah pass. What Saka probably should be helping party out there. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, yeah. Saka's picking up Firmino. Maybe, maybe there's a, a, you know, maybe there's a, an argument to, to be had that party maybe should do a little bit better there. But between Saka and party, I think they need to stop that ball getting into Jota. He has far too much time yeah. to, you know, Erdegaard only just starts to close him down after the ball has left Jota's foot. Yeah. And I think it's a bit harsh to, on Saliba, yeah, and, and they're, they're all passive for me. They it, it was passive defending as well. When you watch it in real time, they're all kind of just going through the motions. Mm. So, I think defensively, as a team effort, it's a bit sloppy anyway. But, yeah. um, I, for me personally, I'm not putting that on Saliba, no yeah. way. Like, no well, way. We, we, we bounce back anyway, right? Like, we 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 continue to to play our game um and we you know we we were banging the door down and Sean you've already alluded to the you know that that patch of play where we were we were hammering the door down um and we ended up getting the penalty um you know maybe over the last few years we we don't really get that penalty you know but i think the brand of football that we're playing you know the aggression that we're showing, the, you know, being so offensive. I think you're always putting yourself in a great place to get these decisions when when you play that way, you know. Um, I personally think it's a penalty. I've got no debate around it. You know, Thiago's kicked in, in the box, penalty. Um, yeah, 100%. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, he's kicked him. He's not got on the ball. I can see why people think he's soft, but he's not made contact. It's 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 a penalty in my opinion. And and I did like your your point about um, how you can be more likely to get favourable calls from rest when you're the dominant team. Um, you know, I, I think eventually, and and what you saw from Thiago was probably a tight a tired challenge anyway, because Liverpool at that point were under duress. You know. Mm. So what you end up doing, you force errors. You know, when when you're the big team, when you're the team forcing the opposition back, the ball's going into the box loads. You people run the risk of stuff like that happening. Do you know what I mean? And and obviously we've had a lot of calls that haven't gone our way. So I, I think we're forcing 
luck. We're forcing decisions to go in our way because of how forceful and how brave we're playing at the moment. So, yeah, definitely, man. I, I think um, the, the more we do this, and also we're going to get more decisions like this now because we have three triplers up top, essentially. So these guys are going to commit defenders. They're going to commit people in the box. People are going to be shit scared. Like you saw with Jesus's assist against Bodo Glimt last week like when he came on. Nobody wanted to touch him. They didn't want to touch him because, you know, Penalty. One, he's a, penalty. One, he's a walking penalty. Yeah, he's a he's a walking penalty. Martinelli as well. You're just running to him. You're just like he's running at full pelt. You're like, I don't want to make a challenge here. No. Do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. And they're and they're getting us, in the box so often, aren't they? How many so times often, we touch so the often. ball in the penalty? Bro, you know? listen. Like I said, for me, the stat that blew my mind this season when I saw was that Xhaka had had more touches in the opposition box than Huming Song. I think if, if that had if that doesn't tell you all you need yeah. to know this season, then 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 I, I don't know what will. Yeah, so. no, 100%. And uh, uh, were you guys, um, you know, a bit surprised that it was Saka take the pen? I know Saka's taken our last few and he seems to be yeah. our our guy. Um, I, 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 I think... Go, Can go, I be go, honest? Go, go, I was go. super nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I am as well. I am as well. Like, he, he even though, like, do you know what's weird? Like, He's obviously the the pen at the Euros was the first pen he had ever taken in his entire career. Like, which when you think back to it, that is crazy. But since then, he's taken a pen against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, scored. Man United at home at the Emirates scored, and now Liverpool at home. Those are the three penalties he's taken in his career. So whatever you want to do, and I agree with you, Lewis. I'm still not overly confident. Well, he can take another penalty tomorrow. I'm still not going to be confident that he scores. But but you cannot question that boy's mentality. He he is he's got big balls, man. Like pause. But yeah, you know, like he's not shook at all. Yeah, he's 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 not shook at all. So you've got to salute him, man, because he's always stepping forward. So um, yeah, big big respect for that, man. So and he's and he's three out of three for Arsenal. So. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I, there is part of me that always really wants my striker to take. Yeah, yeah. Bend, but you know? but do you know what? I I wanted that too until I saw Jesus's penalty record and I saw I said just. I swear. Oh, it's, it's awful! It's awful. I, <laughs> I, want, I don't want him knowing the penalties. Bro. I saw I that's, that, that's that Man City curse of penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, he's uh, missed bare penalties. He's missed like nearly really? half the penalties he's taken. Gee, oh, that's terrible. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about you lot, Star Boys. Yeah. But my star boy is official, yeah. Saka, that's God's child, yeah. Can't play with that boy. That boy is God's child. He's he's certain. This boy, there's no, and it's not even to say I was super confident as well when he picked up the ball. It was one of them ones where I couldn't watch because I don't want it to like I I, I felt pain when he missed that penalty for England, but that chapter is done. To me, that chapter is done. And we've got to load that agenda in terms of that chapter being done. That chapter's done, man. Like, his track record, he's at 75% in terms of penalties completion. If he's taken four and scored three, he's at 75%. Why are we still talking about the miss? We should be talking about the hits. And this boy's a hit. That's it. We've got to load the agenda, man. My star boy is official. No, it was it was a very it was a very very cool and collected penalty, and you know it, it weren't like smacked into the corner, but Allison's a big boy, you know. But the fact that even Allison can get to the ball shows that he hit it. He had, enough, had a lot of power. There, there had was, a lot of power. Was, uh, yeah. that, that pounded, pounded yam, pounded yam yeah. in that in, in that yam. left foot. You see, you see yeah. that that's 100%. God's child for real, boy. I saw in his IG, I 
I saw on his IG story today, man was listening to Hillsong. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said you see, this is a proper child of God. You see, this is why blessings come come to my man, bro. Yes. Oh, listening to Hillsong on a, on a Wednesday morning, yeah? Bro, he was listening to Hillsong on his way to training. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see. I just looked at Gabriel Jesus's penalty record. It is. It's uh, five five scored out of twelve. Jesus is Lord, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want that guy. To yeah, yeah, that, 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 <laughs> to be honest, I can see it because we know Jesus is not like an accomplished finisher. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's still got a lot of work to do in that regard. Um, but yeah, um, then the last, obviously, we've scored that goal, and you know, a good timing again. You know, we've we've started to knock the door down and. You know, the goal comes when we want it to come, but we've got 15 minutes to go. And previous Arsenal sides would shit the bed in this position, right? We've seen it time and time and time and time and time and time again, right? We shit the bed in these in these positions. But I don't remember, after that goal, a notable attack. Other than Harvey Elliott diving, diving like a little cunt in the, in the box, Yeah. <laughs> Why, why he's, why he doesn't get booked for that? I will never know. It's one of my biggest bugbears in football. You haven't given a penalty because a man has died, but you haven't booked him for it. Oh, it, it pisses me off so much. But um, I've, yeah, I've... I, I thought we showed that. I thought we saw that game out so well, and we didn't even do the Rob Holding thing. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that would have made me more nervous, personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but but we they just played but our they... game, man. And, and but they asked Arteta after the match about that. They were like, oh, he didn't bring on hold. And he was like, yeah, sometimes like it can send the wrong message, you know. And 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 if you do you remember after the goal, there was a period of about 10 minutes where we just kept the ball so nicely. Like, yeah. And it made me think of, do you remember that game at the end? Well, it was like mid last season against Watford. Uh, we won 3-2 away, but Arteta mm. was bare vexed and he was like, mm. no. He said, when you go ahead, this is the sort of game you kill with 300,000 passes. You yeah, just take yeah, this yeah. thing out of the game. like, And it just demoralises them. Because if you remember that period, I remember in the stadium, I was watching, I was like, just, and Liverpool, they, they weren't even pressing. They were just like, they were. it looked like you had just sucked all like the momentum out of them. And I thought that was beautiful to see. And even though he did go to five at the back at the end, you know, when he brought on Tierney and he moved Tomiyasu inside as well. But I thought that was a better way to see it out, you know, through, through possession as well. So... I thought it was great. I thought that's a sign of maturity. It's a sign of the team learning, um, getting better every game, man. So, yeah, man, I just feel like this is a season where it's a get-back season and it's a season of just righting some of the wrongs from last season. Because let, let's have it right. We we capitulated and we bottled the end of last season anyway. So, But, you know, you, you, you can learn lessons in life, man, and hopefully we just use that to, to better ourselves throughout the rest of this season. For real. I mean... That win, it put us top of the league. Nine games in, eight games won. I would love someone to tell me. Uh, has anyone seen anything about the last time we we started a, a league season this well? Is it? You, 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 you don't want to see the stat that I saw. It's, it's not nice, bro. They were like, <laughs> there's only two teams who have had a better record than our. No, the the teams that have had a, a similar or better record than Arsenal at this stage mm. have gone on to win the league title. The only two sides that had a better record and didn't win the title this stage were previous Arsenal teams. <laughs> oh shit! But when? When though? I don't remember starting. It was oh and... seven. It was oh seven oh eight. I need to right. see and oh four oh five. I believe. Oh seven eight. Fucking yeah. Thing. You know oh seven oh eight. We we don't want to talk about that season. That season yeah. is still that one. The, but, the scars are still tight. Hundred percent. But I mean, it's it's been a long time anyway since you know we've. Uh, 
we've had a start like this and you know i think just everyone deserves so much credit um i'm not getting above myself i think that i i still think the the goal is to to make top four and to finish as high as possible but i don't know about you guys are you are you entertaining any title challenge no don't do it don't do it i know some of the other men in the group chat are getting the the, the dan's their their men are getting it Dan's get, yeah, Dan they're, loves they're, it. they're getting excited now for me the goal was always top four at the start of the season now i think if you want to raise it it could just be like let's try and finish as high as possible within that top four you know be if we can be the best of the rest that'd be great but um yeah yeah it's still it's still top four for me you know hopefully as but, well Hopefully as well, we can solidify that in Jan by, I think, you know, I think this is a window we should be active in. You know, we should try and bring in a centre mid or winger um, to, yeah, to solidify that in Jan as well. But you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair because I think if we go back to last season when mm-hmm. actually we were, we were, we were comfortably in the top four and we will say, but this wasn't our objective and that we should have changed our, um, objectives because of how our season progressed yeah we shifted the goalposts when it suited us so how come we're actually playing well at the moment mm-hmm. and we're not prepared to shift the goalposts no. when what do you I, think the goalposts well, should be shifted I, I, to I, 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 by the way i didn't agree with with the shift of the goalposts because i always said and this this was my standpoint and partly this is still a standpoint now is that we can see what happens if a couple guys get injured you know you know, and this is why I'm still optimistic, but I'm just being cautious at the moment. If party has to miss an, a long period, we're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, if Jesus has to miss, your heart. bro, I, I've got to protect my heart. I've got, I've got to protect it, mate. I've got, I've got. I've, I've, I, listen, I've been up, bro, bro. Listen, uh, the first time I got heartbroken. Listen, that's that's a story for another day, bro. But, <laughs> That Clapton one wasn't even heartbreak, there's, there's, <laughs> but there, there, there's, there's proper heartbreak from, from that period too. But yeah, no, so I just feel like, um, in all in, in all seriousness, no, uh, for me, I'm still slightly wary if we get injuries in certain positions. Um, you know, I think it's slightly precarious, even even if you take out party and just like, what happens if Xhaka gets injured now? Mm. You know, and, and touch with Xhaka's the most durable player in the squad, but I don't even like the way we're, we're playing. He He's going to play again tomorrow, probably, like nearly 90 minutes again. And then he will go again on Leeds, against Leeds on Sunday with probably another 90 minutes. So I don't want to take it for granted. We know Xhaka can do it, but is it even fair to do it? And obviously, probably this wouldn't have happened if Elneny and ESR didn't have the injuries they did. You know, there'd probably be more rotation. But this is what I mean when you, you've just got to be a bit careful. And look, there's no backup behind Martinelli or Saka right now because the backup to them is Nelson and Marquinhos. Bro, <laughs> that downgrade is peak. So, you know, I just need us to get through to this World Cup period without any injuries or suspensions. So, so I'm not um, saying that we can win the league. It's... it's mm-hmm. it, Talk of Arsenal winning the league is 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 so premature. Yeah. Talk of Arsenal um, contending with Man City right now. I think that's somewhat different. What does contending mean? Contending I, means doing what we're doing right now. Yeah, you see, going toe to toe with them. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone's narrative is that Man City are going to win the league. Man City are, uh, you know, but by, by far and above the. The, the, the strongest side in the league with the best coach in this league. So everyone's expectation of them is that 
they aren't going to win the league. And it's almost like they've got rights to the league. They've been playing very well this season. Yeah. We somehow have played better. So for me, it's like my expectation is that if we can do this at the moment, let's continue to perform at this level for as much of the season as we can and compete with them. I'm not saying compete with them to win a title. I also am one of those people who expect Man City to win the title. Uh, uh, just compete with them, and wherever we land, come give, the end give, of. We give land. me, give, give me a, give me a points total because normally to beat a Pep side, do you have to get above ninety points? Hundred, yeah, hundred yeah, points, you, bro. <laughs> bro. So, so when you're saying compete, what, what's an acceptable? Like for me, I outlined at the start of the season roughly seventy to seventy-five points. That's what I wanted. I think we're going to exceed that. Say okay, at, cool. At the, so at the start of the season, I think we all gave our predictions to Lou. Um, so I, 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 and, and and I, I said I was around there as well. I, and I to be fair, there were a couple. There were a couple people who said we went. For, I said we'll finish top four. I said, and for me, my main takeaway has always been: if parties can play 90 percent of the season, I think Arsenal will walk into the top. Four. Yeah, I, I, I believed that we would finish top four, and I think it, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think I would have projected. A points total of around 75. I said we would better what we've done last season. Not that by that 69. much, but we would better yeah. what we've done last season. So I think no, I, I said somewhere between 75 and 78. What did we get moment, last year? Sorry. Six, six, we got 69. 69. Oh, and Spurs, and yeah. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs got 71. And Spurs got 71. At so, this season, 80 I points think, we need. I think we're capable of 83 points this season. Rah. If we continue, if we continue. Well, what have we got now? I'm not that we've we got 24 points now. We've got 24. Yeah, yeah. yeah 24 what's, what's so let's, need, let's, let's work that out. That's How much? How many, po- 50, how many more points? 59 points. 59 more points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my math right? No. So yeah, yeah, 59. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, right, sorry. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. In 31 games. Yeah. That's 1.9 points a game. But we can We can do that. The majority of the games, I think I think for the majority of the games, I think the games that we have between now and the World Cup are very winnable. Yeah, I think we will drop off, our form will drop off. I don't think the World Cup impacts on us majorly in a bad way, by the way. Um, I'm saying that they for any major injury. I think it's, yeah. I think so, 83 points is doable. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying um, we will win the league. But that is competitive for me. That's competitive. That's Listen, all, all, all of Man City's players are going to go deep into the World Cup, bro. They're going deep <laughs> in the competition. They're going deep in the tournament. And then everyone kicks back off on Boxing Day. So so, so the thing with me is I, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying and I think we can be competitive, but for me it's contingent on uh, keeping the, really, that really. first 11 fit. Yeah, that first eleven. Yeah. If we now go like Lewis, if we now go and get in Jan like a centre mid and a winger, then cool. I can hundred percent back that 83, 80, maybe even eighty like five points because you don't think we get eighty three points, Sean? Not after any, the start we've had fifty nine more points. It it just depends on what you, we've seen. How quickly things can change. Lee. We were saying at the back end of last season we couldn't see Spurs getting top four, but mm. we saw what happened when when Party got injured against Crystal Palace. Um, 
Party got injured, missed the rest of the season. Tini got injured, missed the rest of the season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, obviously, we don't know. I'm, 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 the thing is, the thing is, I'm not as worried defensively. I think we've got adequate cover in defensive positions. We can mix and match. It's last what year was holding. Yeah, last play. year was holding and Cedric. We don't need to. We don't need to go that far this year yeah. because Massive our first choice, our first choice starters last season were Tini and Tomiyasu. This season, they, they've been the two backups. Do you know what I mean? So you know, and 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 that is a sign of depth. That's just the depth I'm looking to recreate across the other positions of the pitch mm. right now, which, you know, because even though, even if you say, cool, Zinchenko and White are the best, there's not a, there's not a drop off of any between Tini and Tomiyasu next, do you know what I mean? So on any given day, any of those four could start and I wouldn't have an issue. I would have an issue if Xhaka Party got injured tomorrow and what you're going to have to do, Lokonga and whatever. It's a big issue. If God forbid Martinelli and Saka got injured, what's, you know, it's going to be an issue. Do you know what I mean? So those are the sort of things I'm I'm worried about. So, but if we can right. get into if we if we can get to the World Cup intact, in you know, and what was that games before the World Cup? Uh, we've got we've some got, that that fixture list is looking juicy. We've got Leeds. <laughs> we've got Leeds. Yeah. We've For, got Forest, I think. Forest. Forest. We've got Southampton. Forest. We've got Southampton. We've got most most all of those games are away. I think bar the Forest one, which is at home. Um, we've got Chelsea. Chelsea away. Chelsea, I think we can beat them. Bright, Brighton at home in the League Cup. Uh, and we've so, got Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. So. Another five wins, yeah? If, if, them <laughs> if, 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 if the first 11 No is way. Fixed, We're not winning those five games, so. Bro, imagine we won for another five. If we won months. those five games. And, and this is what I'm saying to you. Listen, let, let me, let me explain this to you, yeah? We've got 31 games to play. If we win 20 games, 20 games, so we can afford to mess up in 11 of those games, yeah, we will amass the points total that I just suggested. Mm. 20 and wins. more. That's what we need. Yeah, more. 20 wins is 60 points. I said 59 more points from now to the end of the season. I think we're capable of 59 more points, bro. Yeah, I think the twenty wins, bro. That that in thirty-one games, bro, we can fluff eleven games. Do you understand? That's a bit like eleven games we can shed. Oi. That's eighty-three if, points. If we win the next five games, yeah. Lewis, don't. I know where Lewis is going with this. If you win the next five games, don't come chat to me. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym, bro. I honestly wouldn't be able to deal with it, bro. What were we saying? If we win the next five years, we're starting a campaign for full time. If we win the next five games, I'm talking crazy, bro. Smoky settings. Smoky settings, bro. Wait, so you know, let me ask you a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. You know Liverpool got Man City this this <laughs> oh, this question is excellent by the way. I already know where what's going with this, bro. The... What are we saying? What, who do we want to nah, win? Yeah, I, want <laughs> I want Liverpool to win. Bro. You want Liverpool, Liverpool to win, win. yeah? Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> well what, man could open what small four point game. <laughs> you know why you're and it's shown, you know why you're you know why you're not serious? Because right. you're talking about, oh, yeah, Man City, yeah, but this is Man City. What do you have to do to compete? And then when, when Man's putting the question to you, yeah, you'll be the praying. Thing is, the thing is, I, I still... I, listen, nah, listen. You want Liverpool to win now. You want Liverpool to win. Of That's course I want Liverpool to win. No, no, no. With Man City right now. That's and why. Also, all, That's why you yeah, don't want yeah, them yeah. to win. 
No, no, no. But also, we, we have... We have we, no, 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 no. Listen, right now we have a 14-point buffer over Liverpool. So I'm not looking at... Them, that is man. great. Yeah, after exactly. nine games, bro. After nine I... games, after nine games, you have a 14-point buffer over them. That's so I'm not, crazy. So right now, they could take points off Man City. Ain't, ain't gonna, I'm not looking at that too tough. You know, and if we can, what, sneak a win, get a win against Leeds, mash up your, your, your boys, your boys team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get me. Yeah, so... yeah, my boy come Sunday. Come on, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me. He better mm. shag on Sunday. You know? Not trying, not, yeah. not, 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 not trying to see no March Madness on Sunday. No, 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 no. March Madness. Yeah, them, them man got to hold that, bro. Yeah, I'm not trying to have Mark Rocker ball out. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's very interesting times, man. It's very interesting times. It's getting late anyway, so we're going to have to call it a, a night. I mean, we got a Europa game tomorrow, tomorrow which yeah. we're practically qualified, aren't we? One or three games, haven't we? If, if, if we win tomorrow, that will be three for three and, and it's pretty much, we're pretty much, I think if we win tomorrow, we only need like one point, basically, and that's it. Yeah. Have we won three, three games? We've won three no, games. No, 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 no. We've, we've only played two. Game got postponed. Remember the game got postponed because of the quiz, so we've only, we've only played two games. we play tomorrow then? Both of them together. Again, and then we'll away. play PS- PSV next week. Yeah, but I'm, so tomorrow, I'm, I'm glad because apparently Jesus is not travelling tomorrow, which I'm yeah, calm yeah, with. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have yeah, to be wary because they have like um, a plastic pitch. So I'm a bit wary. But you know them ones. Keep Uncle got, Partey off for that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't want Party paying on that pitch, bro. You can just like, go into really one. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. So like, I don't want any of them not playing. I don't, I don't really want any of them manga. Yeah. I... I don't know. I don't know. Leeds is going to be a tough game. I think Leeds are a decent team. But but the um, thing is, I think Arteta is going to be in a rush to try and qualify first because obviously, if we qualify first, we have just that buy. Right off that those buy. last couple games. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we can write oh. off the last couple of games, and we also have a buy in the next round. So you oh, don't okay, play okay. the round of thirty-two. You just go sure. straight to the round of sixteen in it. So sure. so I get that as well. I get that yeah. from Arteta's perspective yeah, 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 as yeah. well. So, so Shab, yeah, just just a, just a quick bit on Leeds. Are they any good? Anything to fear? They're, 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 they're very hit and miss at the moment. What mm. I like about Marsh's team... Not won for a while, apparently. Yeah, they're hit. They're, since since they beat Chelsea, I don't think they've won a game, have they? Yeah, but they can... Uh, but that's it, they beat... And I know that Chelsea side, you know, Tuchel wasn't doing his thing at all, mm. but they're, they're, Leeds are a, a, a weird one for me because I think, you know, you kind of don't expect them to do something and they'll come up with something quite mm. big. Um, but that said... I don't expect them to be able to cause enough problems for us to trouble us. Um, not if we have a full strength side, not if we continue in the vein of form and the momentum that we we have. Um, yeah. I do like Jesse Marsh as a, as a, as a coach. I liked what he was doing before he came here, even though he was stinking up the joint. His teams always create chances. Back at Salzburg, you know, they're, they're coming up against big boys in the Champions League and they're giving them a difficult time. So Bosley was there. Harland was, do you know what I mean? Um, they were, they were, they were causing problems, really. And I'm like, okay, this is someone who's maybe take notice of him as a coach. Um, didn't really work out for him in Germany, but he's come here trying to um, kind of revamp Leeds. And yeah, I think they can cause problems in terms of the way that they attack. They create chances just defensively. They're 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 they're, they're not really good. So I expect mm. us to pop them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think I think we could get a three or four nil win there actually. Yeah, um, no, I expect us to. Did work. we we did we beat him like four nil there last year? Was that was that the, was that a game four, that we smashed him last year? Yeah, that was four one. We won there last. I think year. we we clapped him last year, innit? But but they, yeah. they they had they had quite a few guys missing. 
But, um, but yeah, we did. Yeah, that was, I remember that game. They, it was, it was they around did, the COVID, they? heavy COVID mm. times. They were missing a few players, but. And Hold that, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need, I don't want any of the main man to play tomorrow in it. So, so I yeah. need them fresh for that. Because one thing I know with Leeds, as Shab said as well, they're going to come with energy, bro. Mm. Leeds are going to be high intensity. So it's going to be one where you need to match that intensity as well. So yeah, if yeah. we match that intensity, I think we'll beat them. But yeah, it's important. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Anyway, let's call it an, a, a day there. It's been a good pod. We've had um, some, some in-depth discussions about certain things. Um, and we're, we're, we're keeping our feet thoroughly on the ground. Aren't we, guys? Of course. Why I am. I can't, I, can't speak, I, can't speak, I can't speak for certain, man, bro. Well, anyway, um, we will be back again with a post-match pod after the Leeds game. I don't think we'll do one after the Bodo Glimpse one tomorrow. We may do. We may do. I mean, it's a 5.45 kickoff. Might be able to do a cheeky one after. But that'll be for Patreons only. So if you're not a Patreon, perfect time to sign up. But either way, you will get a post-match this week on Patreon for either the Bodo game or the Leeds game. Maybe both, if you're lucky. Um, but yeah, you can join our Patreon for £3 a month. Um, just head over to www.patreon.com forward slash touchy gooners to sign up. Uh, link is in the bio. But yeah, Shabs, Sean, uh, take it easy, gentlemen, and I will speak to you soon. All right. Peace. Come on, Liverpool. <laughs>